All right, all right, wonderful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another impactful episode of Stories That Impact, number 23. Today, I welcome a very special guest, Priya Patra. Hi, Priya. Hi, Amit. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. Believe me, the pleasure is all mine. And I'll tell you why soon for all the viewers that are watching me. You know, purpose or knowing the why is the fun is fundamental for every humans and organizations. That's one reason why some people excel in their roles and organizations flourish. My today's guest is a well-known person in project management and agile world. Priya Patra, a mother of two, author, blogger, woman empower believer, dreamer, creator, and a futurist. An agile evangelist and a program manager spearheading digital transformation, digital quality assurance, and quality engineering program for a large company in life science domain. She is a speaker for national and international conferences on IoT, Agile, and project management. Since January 2020, she has been building a women's community, Women Power Up Network, a virtual community of more than 450 women worldwide. She is also a faculty member of the PM Circle, a unique community of project leaders, agilists, coaches, and consultants a circle of competence, knowledge, and unique global perspective. Didn't I tell you, you will be blown away with my today's guest. That's amazing. Uh, before I give it to Priya, let me share. Today, she shares her childhood story where she had tried many things, but excelled in none, and how it took her 13 years to understand what's in it for her. She realized that no, there is no passion without purpose, and without passion, there is no success. Amazing. That that's like a tagline or a punchline, Priya. Amazing. Thank you. And Thank I'm so honored once again to have you on my show. Uh, please let's let's start off with your story. Sure, Amit, and I am so privileged today to be on your show and uh, narrate my story to everyone. And uh, just to let you know, I have never been, been an excellent, uh, you know, never had excellence in anything that I did in my life. I was always a good enough person, just good enough, just scraped through, you know, through my school days, year after year. And uh, I was expert in nothing, actually, I would say. And uh, I was a dark sheep in a middle class family where every, all of my cousins were either doctors or work in progress doctors. So there was a lot of, you know, comparison that is to happen. It is natural, nothing wrong about it. And um, even uh, as a, you know, I was that, that sister who always wanted to be at the, you know, background, always invisible, uncomfortable, even in, in you know, coming in photographs or attending social functions. And um, I tried many things like, you know, my parents, of course, tried many things with me. They put me in drawing classes, singing classes and Ravindra Sangeet is something that we all Bengali, you know, girls are supposed to know. 
I joined those classes. I did uh, swimming. Um, I think drawing I did a little better than the others, but the rest, everything was like just okay. Excelled in nothing. And obviously that um, that that way, like you know, that made me very low in confidence. And I always thought, yeah, I'm just you know just one human being on this earth who's not good enough. And um, above all, I never had any purpose in life. You know, I tried many things and excelled in none. I kind of gave up hope. And it took me 13 years, imagine. I remember Amit, you said that it took you some years to understand what what is your passion, right? In one workshop that I attended. And for me, it was 13 years to understand, you know, why I am on this planet and what is in it for me. I just realized that, yes, being good enough can also be amazing. You don't have to be an expert in everything. So that was the, you know, the background of my childhood, how I was. Even in school, right, I never answered any questions, uh, even if I knew the answer to those questions the teacher asked. I was always wow. happy to be the backbench. So that that was a situation. And uh, yeah, you... And, uh, no, no, yeah, I was just going to ask that. <laughs> I, I can relate a bit. <laughs> Let me ask you this because, uh, and the reason is, I, I like I said, I can relate a bit. And I want to know, apart from how you felt, you know, how, how did your parents and your siblings felt when you were, you know, like always at the backside or, you know, a, a shy sort of a yeah. person or maybe not interested in doing something so what what was there a lot of pressure from them and from your friends how did you how did your friends manage yeah friends i think were okay they were with me they supported me because i probably you know spoke up in front of my friends right uh, but obviously my parents wanted me to excel right and uh, they would i remember the if if there was a small gathering in the house uh, they would tell me to sing a song because i was going through those music classes but then I never wanted to do it because I never, I was not interested, so, truthfully, right? Now I realize that, you know, probably that was a blunder. I should have taken those opportunities and uh, move forward. So I always felt, yeah, not interested. Anyways, I'm not good. So why should I try? Maybe like that. Friends yeah. were okay, but parents were not quite happy, I would say. Wow. And and you know fast forward at least i know the priya patra as today a person who has been into so many conferences across the world across the world and that's one of the reasons i made sure that you know i have your images uh pasted as well share how that change happened i mean this is like phenomenal 360 degree i believe <laughs> so even i didn't think that i could speak in so in front of so many people right uh, but, uh, you know, the, I, as I said, it took me 13 years to understand, you know, get interest in life, I would say, interest in myself. I just thought I'm okay. You know, I should take every day at a time, you know, move forward with what is coming my way. I never had any aim in life. Uh, but then something really happened. And this is a story I told in my uh, uh, Toastmasters icebreaker speech that you gave, the first speech that you gave in Toastmasters, right? And that's, this is how I introduced myself and a story that changed my entire life. And um, yes, it is a story that impacted my life. And I will wow. tell you, uh, it was, I was like 13 years old. 
and this was uh, summer vacation and uh, we were two weeks into summer vacation and um, i had exhausted all the storybooks and comics that were there at home and this is afternoon obviously it's very boring i was not allowed to go out and play with my friends because it's too hot outside and uh, i had to do something at home and as my mom took a nap and i wondered what can i do now and sleeping was never on my agenda i wanted to make most of my summer vacation and uh, how can i forego those couple of hours of fun by taking a nap no way i thought so and the only person who was awake at that point of time in the afternoon was my grandma and i went to her room and there she was reading a book and i called out amma and uh, we used to call our grandma amma and uh, i thought the thing that came to my mind is amma tell me a story i'm so bored and again a story right and my grandma just looked up uh, kept her spectacles aside closed the book she was reading and narrated an anecdote and uh, an anecdote that changed my life forever and uh, this is what followed next and this is a story of my cousin and his name is uh, debu and we used to call him debuda and uh, uh, it started like this way uh, son the choice is all yours my uncle said to my cousin debuda and debuda pondered over the choice and he and my uncle was walking down the paddy fields in a small town in the state of bengal and it was a hot summer afternoon in the month of may the temperature was soaring very high like around 40 degrees celsius my uncle who was a deputy magistrate was very well placed in that town but he used to walk my cousin every day to school because he believed in humble beginnings and as they waded through the paddy fields in the scratching heat both profusely sweating and debuda a 10 year old uh, uh, guy at that point of time he took out his water bottle to take a sip uh, hoping to cool himself down a little and while he was sipping water he noticed a very strange sight debuda saw two men one well dressed another not so well dressed and uh, debuda uh, and the person who was not so well dressed was holding an umbrella on the head of the person who was very well dressed and protecting that person from the scorching heat and uh, debuda was surprised why is this man not holding the umbrella on his own head and why on the other person's head and he thought and thought and thought and he could find no reason why this could happen and then that's the time he decided to ask my uncle he said that why is this man holding the umbrella on the other man's head and not you know shading himself or protecting himself from the sun and my uncle said son the man under the umbrella is an educated man and uh, he owns all these fields that you see here he's rich and wealthy and the other man who is not so educated is kind of a poor poor person and because he never studied and the only livelihood that he could afford is being a servant to this rich man and son the choice is yours now whether you want to be the man under the umbrella or do you want to be the man holding the umbrella and wow. so the choice is yours so that that 
that's uh, something that you know kind of struck me as well when my grandma was saying this and my cousin debuta remembered the story of this two men and an umbrella and this is a vetro story and he became a topper in the west bengal board he went to a reputed medical college and he is a well uh, known surgeon and he's a covid hero as well and today he does not hold the umbrella for anyone else but only for himself and his family and that uh, that kind of impacted me do i want to be the person who is holding an umbrella for others or oh, no way i thought so so that that is something that uh, became the purpose story the purpose of my life right and i thought the uh, way no way i don't want to be someone who is like you know being servant to someone and you know holding an umbrella for other person i want to do something for myself and my of course there was no family at that point of time but for myself and um, and i think that uh, became the guiding light of my life's decisions uh, it started influencing my behavior and i was in the eighth standard i think at that point of time and suddenly there was a turn around i started get i started feeling very very interested in my studies and i used to spend lot of time you know just you know studying and you know ultimately i was like the topper in the class and that's how everything turned around and i was totally engrossed in my uh, studies just to make myself not the person who is holding the umbrella and uh, in both private and professional lives i do realize that purpose is the passion and without the passion there is no success so true awesome a story can change a life and that's amazing amazing really really nice and few things i would just like to take up points here that you know two things of course the story was amazing you know it had a purpose it had a it had what i always say uh you know a, a saying at the end or a decision right a okay. meaning i'm sorry yeah. a meaning at the end more importantly the way you narrated it you know <laughs> the paddy feels and uh, you know the sweat the water i could sense it i could you you actually made sure to invoke many senses in my mind and that is ladies and gentlemen people who are listening now and who will be watching later if you find priya patra giving a speech or if you find her video on linkedin watch it because that is one of the key aspects that she has is the way she narrates articulates in such a way that it's just not a boring presentation or a boring project management or agile whatever she's saying it makes it fun so just i'm i'm sorry priya i took it off track <laughs> i had to say this because you narrated it very very well yeah. and it it really creates a lot of impact Sure, and that's the impact of Toastmasters. They, you know, kind of guide you, and you know how to narrate the content that and make it more impactful. And of course, stories do have a lot of impact. And I truly believe that you know uh, storytelling can you know kind of uh, make everything stick to you. So uh, that's what I try to do now. and i try to find purpose and try to narrate my experiences in form of anecdotes or narratives so at least people those who come out of my presentation they remember what i have spoken 
because it is in the form of a story and stories do stick absolutely absolutely so now share i mean you know while while your journey of the purpose you know so now you got it you you understood that you don't you want to be the person holding your own umbrella and you know making sure that your family is taken care of as well what all happened during the journey like you know from that eighth standard if you don't mind you know how things moved did you had any breakdown moments or moments wherein you like oh my god this is I, i'm in the swamp now i i can't take it further sure so i as i said eighth standard i was totally into my studies and i you know started topping in class and all um and i studied very very hard for even for the board exams but unfortunately i did not get a very high score as i was expecting to be and that uh, probably because i put in lot of stress and lot of hard work in my studies and at the end i was like burnt out and i just wanted the exam to be over and in that uh, situation i didn't do quite well in the board and uh, that's uh, one of my advice to everyone you know take everything one uh, step at a time don't even get too much engrossed in something that you are stressed out and you don't get the result you are expecting so that was a you know kind of a i will say a back step that happened in my life but again um, i took it at a stride and i thought okay let me take this as a uh, failure as a stepping stone to the next level of my life and uh, fortunately uh, after that everything started falling in place and uh, things are okay i won't say i was successful all the time but uh, whenever i you know I, i didn't get what i wanted i thought maybe it's a learning it's an experience and uh, that's how I, i took it i was on mute <laughs> sorry uh, another thing is you know i i want to ask you two questions and uh, one is a little personal i hope you don't mind i just want to know how do you groom your children uh, i believe you have one daughter I, right? i have a daughter and a son as well oh, and, okay. <laughs> and they are my uh, first audience of anything that i prepare okay, okay. so um, yeah it's like if i am preparing a presentation to to be presented in a conference i will first practice in front of them and they are my most biggest critic they will say oh mama this is too boring this will not work i lost everything what you said and i truly believe that if a person if a naive or a you know person a layman cannot understand then no one will understand so my first thing is to you know kind of pull them and sit here and listen to what i am saying and i think that creates a little impact on them my daughter she knows about innovation she know <laughs> she knows about ai because she's hearing all these things and i i try to make it in a layman sense so that she realizes she understands what it is so i think that's a, is a most practical way to you know groom children they should be interested and uh, many a times they don't want to hear my podcast or it is too boring so i know that probably no one is hearing if my children are not hearing so i need to make some course correction it's a two way learning i feel absolutely and that that's a really good idea i think i'll, I'll just wait for a year or two for my son to grow up a bit and then yeah he is going to be one of my audience that that's fantastic the other question was uh, that you know how do you manage i know your team sizes are huge 
huge. Uh, how do you manage your teams, you know, within the region and across as well? I mean, especially when there are conflicts, especially during these COVID times, you know, when they're down. Yeah. True, true. So I uh, presented in a conference, uh, the lockdown diaries of a project manager. So what did I learn uh, during the lockdown period? And now it is quite stable. So it's not a problem now. But at that point of time, we were not used to working from home. I didn't like people working from home. I always wanted to be with me. In fact, I will tell you, I was uh, such a project manager that I wanted everyone to be in Mumbai sitting next to me in the same cubicle because I believed face-to-face -face communication is the best way to communicate. And uh, I would try very hard to take people only in Mumbai. And if I would get a good resource who is, or a good team member, not resource, sorry, good team member in Chennai, I would think twice, right? And come COVID, all my these innovations were shattered because people who were sitting next to me were also remote. So how did we manage it, right? Uh, so initially it was very tough because uh, it was a big change in lifestyle of everyone, the way of working of everyone. And uh, we used to like, you know, uh, we used to think, is it being effective what we are doing? Or we will be, be able to deliver what we have promised? Uh, we One thing that we did was, you know, uh, sit and chalk out a team working agreement. And that, uh, I think because a team was involved in it, like, you know, we will meet every day at 11 o'clock sharp. No one is going to turn up late. Uh, because I've seen, uh, you know, 11 o'clock till 11, 5, 11, 10, people are not turning up. And that happens in face-to-face -face scenario as well. And this is what we decided. 11 o'clock means 11 o'clock. We have to finish this call by 20 minutes. And there should be some outcome from this meeting. It cannot be a meeting getting dragged away along again and again and again. So these some working agreements that we uh, chalked out. And even we have seen now people even take one hour break in the afternoon. That's also fine because now we started to know, yeah, that, you know, we will make it happen because we are following those rules which are set by the team. And I think that is one of the biggest uh, thing that I learned uh, that, you know, team working agreements really makes a difference. True, true. That That is true. I think you're absolutely right. I, I would love to have the team with me as well because it's nice right because you're you're there yeah. right uh it helps uh but i i really like this concept of the wordings of team working agreement because at least now you have buying from everyone everyone has made this whole thing together and you know work it through wow amazing amazing uh probably my second last question now uh you know, after finding your purpose and your passion now, if, if someone wants to connect with you and seek help to find their purpose, you know, sure. what, what's exactly how you'll help him, uh, help them and, you know, what's the advice you'd give? Yeah. So one thing I know, right, uh, there everyone has some silver lining. Okay. So that's why we say being good enough is amazing, right? And uh, that woman network that I have built up right there, I, I tell everyone, take some time out for yourself and find what interests you. You know, find, it could be, you know, uh, just, you know, spending some time for yourself late night. That is also fine. But find out what 
actually you know interest you it could be stitching it could be drawing it could be anything that is your passion because that is what you like to do and uh, most of the time thinking about women and of course men also nowadays they are so busy with family work this uh, no one thinks about their own uh, you know feeling or liking or their own desires so i think it's time that we take a step back and have some me time understand what do i like to do i like to speak in front of people and that's why whatever happens i will find some time and i will make it happen right and if i don't like to do this i will never find time like i i hate to go to the gym i will never find time to go to the gym because i will have some excuse or the other so it is important that we find out what actually you like and work towards it i think that makes the difference and uh, if you like something you will find the way to achieve it absolutely no i i like when you said that people are so busy with you know family and work and all the other things that they don't sometimes it's like oh family sometimes people get into work so much they forget the family sometimes they get into family they forget but they'll always forget themselves yes <laughs> that's that's true no find wonderful. time for yourself find time for yourself be Absolutely. it half an hour every day yeah i think that is the secret absolutely absolutely and always remember the story of the umbrella whether you want to hold it for someone or you're going to you want to be under it with your family yeah uh fantastic uh all and, right so we are sorry yeah so i just wanted to add i have uh, narrated the story in one conference as to why storytelling is uh, can improve uh, the success rate of any change or digital transformation program and i always ask uh, the audience to pause and think what is your umbrella story right what is your purpose story so i think people please i should pause and think at least 30 minutes and think what is my umbrella story absolutely absolutely what what is your umbrella you know that that could also be the title of our show yep. what's your umbrella <laughs> story <laughs> no no it's fantastic uh all right so now we are coming at the tail end and i have one uh, traditional question that i want to ask priya is that Priya, I know you believe in storytelling, uh, but just for the audience' sake, could you tell why stories are important for anybody? Yeah, yeah, of course. Stories. My first, uh, you know, input here is stories stick, just stick to your mind. And of course, uh, Amit, you know very well. I, you know, there are many, you know, uh, enzymes and hormones that are released when people hear stories. and uh, that's how there's some scientific reasons behind it and uh, that helps us to remember things better it creates that empathy that we are talking about right with the storyteller when you create that empathy or the connection with the storyteller you st- uh, start trusting that person and obviously a leader who is trusted will always achieve what he is looking for and i think that's why storytelling is so important because it affects our brain very um you know uh, uh, highly affects our brain with you know dopamine oxytocin and all other what your dose that you spoke about in your workshop right d o s e and uh, i think uh, that's the reason why stories are so important 
I have been to so many town halls, so many conferences. And when I ask people, what are the three takeaways from this, you know, meeting or town hall? People are hardly able to, you know, recall um, one or two, maybe. Okay, so I think when even when leaders are passing on some messages, they can if they can narrate it in a form of a story, that will help uh, you know the followers or the foot soldiers to understand uh, why it is, and also the stories uh, if they if they can tell that you know what is in it for me, you know I have a big vision in the organization, but does how does it affect me? If the stories are narrated that way, I think. Uh, Yes, people will remember this. They will be charged. They will be inspired to, you know, work towards that goal. Absolutely, absolutely true. And if you, if everyone watches this video again, and my end statement, again the umbrella story, right? Because whenever you now listen to the umbrella story, you can always tie it back to the purpose. Right. And that will always if I if you just use purpose, the word is so much yeah. abused, I would say <laughs> that, you know, we don't know what's exactly going on. But the moment you tie it back to the umbrella story and even if you see an umbrella or, you know, holding it, you know, you will remember the entire story with all the emotions in it, with all the flavors that pre added. And the bottom line is that you will understand the message that the umbrella story is sharing it. That's the power of stories. Fantastic, Priya. It's a pleasure. It is a great pleasure. And I have one comment. You know, this uh, StreamYard doesn't let share all the comments everywhere. I have one comment that I would like to share her. Narration of story is good point, said by Ajay Prajapati. All right. So there are many comments that, uh, you know, unfortunately, I learned that StreamYard doesn't let all the platforms to share their comments. So <laughs> that's not good. Anyway, so thank you very much. Thank you, Priya, once again for honoring my show with your time and with the lovely story. Uh, and uh, thank you to all the viewers who have been watching live and who will be watching the recorded session. That was Priya Patra, a known person in the project management, I'll always say that, an agile industry. And uh, do connect with her. There are all the details. Her LinkedIn, uh, uh, sorry, the LinkedIn profile is mentioned. Her blog is mentioned as well. And uh, you can, of course, ping her and, you know, get further information if you want to. Okay. And there's one more comment. Wonderful session, Amit. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sujata. <laughs> thank you. <Priya. laughs> Thanks, Sujata. Yeah. Thank uh, and for all the others, if you want to share your impactful story and, you know, be a part of my mission to impact a million lives with storytelling, please, please connect with me. And, you know, we'll see how we can get you on live. All right. Till then. Once again, thank you, Priya, and have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you, Amit, and thanks, everyone, for watching and hearing my umbrella story. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.